Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm sure you all noticed my haircut, so thank you very much. I'm Elaine. Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. I don't know. What the hell was that? I'm old now. <laughs> Why? Because his birthday month is over. Because <laughs> now you're 40. I'm funky and 40. Oh my God. <laughs> Lost your marbles. That's oh, unfortunate. The wizard in the sky told me you can do it. Uh-huh. Well, each of us has a specific movie <laughs> genre. Mine's horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> it will hurt you. Yeah. And everyone else. He'll be like, I can't finish this episode. I can't talk like, anymore. Why didn't you talk after about 30 minutes? I didn't have the ability. <laughs> well, this is the last of the birthday picks for John. Whoa, that was quick. <laughs> All right. Okay. Everybody loves the button. Don't act like you don't and love this- the button. This week, on the podcast, it's Elaine's pick. I picked Under Siege. (laughs) I don't know. Things have gone awry. They're always awry. They're never not awry. That's our brand, awry. Right. How would you describe your podcast? It's awry. As opposed to, you know, sourdough. Ooh, pastrami and rye. Only 50%. No, I want a whole... Full rye, I was making a little, little pastrami. Maybe some a joke sh- about sh- maybe some corned beef. <laughs> little corned beef, Swiss melted. Tony doesn't like Swiss. I don't like beef. I also don't like rye. <laughs> really? All right, no so you're rye. out. But we're going to get sandwiches later. <laughs> I like pastrami, but I don't like Swiss. Mm. Little, My mom little said crowd on there, and you're good. You got stuff when we when we were young, when she first met my dad, and was trying to remember what kind of bread he didn't like. He, he was like, we is like white, but rye is rotten. <laughs> because my mom would buy it, and he'd be like, I don't eat that. <laughs> I like rye. I like pumpernickel. Ooh, pumpernickel. I like sourdough. Like sourdough. I love sourdough. That's so good. Mm. Gl- That's why I miss keys. <laughs> I would like to welcome everybody to the new podcast. <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> Cooking with bread. Oh, Cooking with bread. <laughs> We've all gained 100 pounds. <laughs> Cooking with bread. From all the bread? Whew. Speaking of bread, do you know how much money Under Siege made? Ooh. Good. That's, All see, the that, bread? That's just called the transition. <laughs> it had a budget of $35 million, And it made 37 And it made $156 million. Jesus. It made enough that there's an Under Siege 2. This is, this is the <laughs> only... There's a Jack Frost 2. <laughs> this is the only Steven Seagal movie certified as fresh. It has a 79% thermometer wow. and a 62% audience score. And you had to has cut a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. How does this possibly qualify for our podcast? Well, I just slid it in with the Metacritic, <laughs> which is a cool 58. Why did he have because to Because I looked. That's why I know. Because I was like, Elaine should have been able to do Navy this <laughs> He doesn't do any Navy rigs in this whole movie until the end. What? Him. He's, he walks into his CO. He's like, hey, why don't you have your uniform on? I don't want to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> end of that. <laughs> I don't know. I was. I will say, I grew up in military housing. My dad was in the Navy. I managed, though, we were not a Navy family. My dad was not in love with the Navy. He was like, I'm doing this till uh, 20 years is up. <laughs> so I don't know as much about the Navy as a lot of people who were raised in military housing, but I was just like, oh, my God, they didn't do that. Oh, my God, what, what was happening? 
Well, I like how his hair, so they may have cut his signature ponytail because he can't have a ponytail. But still, you can just see that all he did is cut the ponytail. <laughs> because and then, he like, grease it back. Right, and grease it back. Which I'm pretty certain my dad had that same haircut. Audra, <laughs> let me know. Do you remember dad just, like, I kind of feel like so close to what dad used to do. Also, your dad, John, had a very similar kind of a look at, you know, John's dad's hair really hasn't changed <laughs> the entire time that John has known him. <laughs> just got a little shorter in the back. Big but pop a pump. It's a very similar look. Um, let's, should we talk some more about this movie? Yeah, it would be helpful. It was directed by Andrew Davis, who also directed Above the Law, The Fugitive, Chain Reaction. Do you remember that movie? Uh, Keanu Reeves? Yeah, Keanu Reeves and Cold Fusion. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, it wasn't. It was, like, not good. Keanu Reeves? I thought it was... Yeah, uh, no, it's Keanu Reeves. Okay. Well, maybe there's other people. There's a few of them like that. But, and then, speaking of Kevin Costner, The Guardian. (laughs) Movie Elaine really likes. This was written by J.F. Lawton, who also wrote the sequel, Under Siege 2. Mm. Wrote that Chain Reaction movie. Mm. He also wrote Pretty Woman. What? And The Hunted. <laughs> the Hunted with, with Christopher Lambert? Lambert? Yes. You may see that on the podcast. That's and a good movie. Yeah. Then he's... But, okay, so Pretty Woman was the second movie he wrote. The first movie he wrote, the one that got him Pretty Woman, was called Cannibal Woman in the Avocado Jungle of Death. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a good movie. I give it three stars. He wrote that movie, and then he got Pretty Woman. What? Hey. It's apparently a Bill Maher vehicle. Oh, you know, that's right. What's funny is in that movie, there's no kissing either because it's too personal. Mm. It carried um, over for Pretty Woman. Well, because that's how they eat you. It starts with kissing, but then their mouths are too close and they take a bite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I was like, what is this? Wow. This movie stars Steven Seagal. Never heard of him. Casey Ryback. He also is in Above the Law. Executive Decision. And Executive Decision. I think his most popular movie is Above the Law. I think so. But I think... I always like that for Justice. Mm-hmm. Where he gets to play Italian, and he has the worst New York accent ever. <laughs> really? You're, you think that Steven Seagal's New York accent? over here. He's, oh, it's the worst. He did there's an some, Andrew Dice Clay impression. There's yeah, some did. Italian gentlemen that show up in this movie towards the end we'll be talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Tommy Lee Jones playing William Stranix. Uh, he, a transformer name, I think. Uh, well, maybe he was Stranix, famously from in Men in Black, of course, and Captain your, your America: go, The First Avenger. Your go-to is the Fugitive, and the welcome, for old men. no, and welcome back to the podcast. This is his third visit because he was also on Vo- Volcano and Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, um, I know he's a welcome back to the podcast. Volcano. <laughs> Don't you remember Volcano? Yes, but your go-to I Tommy do. Lee Jones movie is Men in Black. Yes, actually, Mine's The Fugitive. So country for old men, but probably because I watch it every day. So. We just watched The Fugitive like two days ago. Really? Did yes. it hold up? And I watched. It's yes, so it does, good. Really? And I, I watched U.S. Marshals a couple days before that. He so watched U.S. Yeah. Marshals, and I was like, man, I kind of want to watch The Fugitive. So we did. <laughs> nice. It has a drugged out uh, Robert Downey Jr. in it. Really? U.S. Marshals. Yeah, I've seen that in so long. Um, we got uh, Gary Busey, of course, playing Commander Krill. We know all know and love him from Point Break and Lethal Weapon, and Mr. every Joshua and the Firm. Yeah, in the firm. He was great in the firm. You, we, John all, watched, we all know him from the firm. John watched the firm like last week. And, and when I mentioned he was, in, he was in the firm, John's like, no, he's not. And I'm like, I obviously made an impression on you. Yeah. 
Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to mention uh, the gentleman who plays Private Nash. That's Tom Wood, and he also is in The Fugitive in U.S. Marshals. Little E1 prick. Yep. And then I want to mention Dahmer, who is played by Colm McMeany, and he is uh, Chief O'Brien from Deep Space Nine. Nice. And he was also in Con Air. But you're not yeah. going to talk about Miss July 89? No, I don't really care about Miss July 89. The best 89. part of the movie is that the girl who plays Miss July 89 was Miss July 89. I just found it's this based out. based on the true story is what you're saying? Yes, Siege? this is 100% yes. true. Okay. Um, I didn't know that until I was like, she, reading the trivia. I, I was like, really? Look. I assumed she yes. was. She has, I assumed like, she might have been a yeah. boy playing yeah, no, she was she actually her, July 89. And she's still acting now, I want to say. Um, well, acting. Not in anything that I was really familiar with. Sex but sex workers. See. I don't think she does. Erica Elenak. Who was plays the character Baywatch. of Jordan Wood or Jordan Tate? Oh yeah, she was in Baywatch. Yeah. Well, she plays the character of Jordan Tate, mm-hmm. and she who is Miss July '89, and she was Miss July '89, which got her the character of Jordan on Baywatch, which got her under siege. She also was in The Blob, and she was in E.T. and she was Ellie Mae Clampett. She was in Beverly E.T. Hill. What yeah. was she in E.T.? E.T. Uh, she's billed as Pretty Girl. Oh. <laughs> um, she was she in. Was she was a background character. <laughs> but she was in that Beverly Hills, uh, Beverly Hillbillies movie as Ellen oh, Clampett. Yeah, that's right. She's that. been in stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she turned her boobs into a career. So wow. good for her. They are nice boobs, but we'll get to that. I don't know. They treated her less creepy than Sharon Stone. Every, they treated that everybody less creepy than Sharon Stone. <laughs> and Sharon Stone's a way better actress. If I ever see Sharon Stone, I'm gonna just be like, I am so sorry. Apologize for all men everywhere. Hey, John. Be like, I watched the the specialist, and I just want to say that I'm sorry <laughs> that you had to endure that. Well, you know what? Let's talk about what everybody thought going in. What'd you think, Tony? I was like, under siege. I have not seen this. I don't. I may have seen it once since it came out in the theater, so it'd be cool to revisit it. Uh, Carly, um, I had heard of it, but mm-hmm. I knew nothing else about it. <laughs> Interesting, John. I had a VHS copy of this and have seen it so many times. I don't need to watch the movie. I got it all right here. He did quote it. I can quote the whole movie for you right now. Wow. wow. And we <laughs> thought we had this on DVD and didn't. I could have sworn I bought this and we I just don't know where the fuck We looked for it, it all over the place, couldn't find it. Maybe it's one of those weird ones that didn't come out on DVD or something. But no, it, it was maybe. only a dollar more to buy it than it was to rent it. Yeah, I saw that. I so saw guess that. what we did? We, <laughs> we bought it. We did not. Oh, you should have. <laughs> it's only a dollar more. It's only a dollar. Oh, so I thought, I, I hope this holds up. I haven't seen it in a while. and We'll see. Keep so, the faith, Stranix. <clears throat> Stranix. Let's read some reviews. This is by Durr underscore... Durr? D-E-R. Durr underscore Schnibbler. Ah. Durr Schnibbler. Say Durr Diggler? Well, no, but there's an underscore. He's a sex worker. Durr Schnibbler. Anyways, he raises a 3 out of 10 and titles it Sterile Hollywood Crabola. I cannot believe there are adults out there who will seriously claim this to be Seagal's best. These are probably the same people who thought Armageddon was awesome oh. and who watch Will Smith movies. You know this what? Is, Some of them. This I is fight a Dirk sterile, right now. bland oh. Hollywood piece of crap, nothing more. Tommy Lee Jones, he misspells Tommy, by the way, <laughs> hams it up worse than a cartoon villain. It's almost painful to watch. He's supposed to be a Busey is villain. eclipsed by Jones, which is a good thing because Busey himself is nothing more than a stupid little caricature. Right, everybody's eclipsed by Tommy Lee Jones. And Seagal's character lacks the fury and threat in which he had in his earlier roles. And the action takes too long to get started, and when it does, it's not enough. And when it does become enough, it's too damn late. <laughs> now, the- I, I find this guy's review invalid. 
I thought it was funny because he specifically mentioned things that we all like. Or, well, the three of us, like, I don't know, Carly doesn't watch movies, so. That's <laughs> true. She's like, Will Smith. I is mean, I've a, seen Armageddon. No, no one time. She knows, she knows Will Smith. He, he played the devil in that one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Wild Wild West. Oh my I've God. seen Men in Black. I've seen Independence Day. And I wanted to pick Enemy of the State for your birthday. <laughs> <I couldn't. laughs> this is so funny. So we're watching news radio, mm-hmm. and there is an episode where James Caan is on. Oh, shit. And they're talking about Jimmy? James Caan. Yeah, and John goes, oh, my God. God, is that the guy from Elf? <laughs> <laughs> Old Jimmy Con. Old Jimmy from Elf. It was so funny. Oh. I love it whenever I, I see watched Ocean's Stuff. 13 yesterday. What'd you think? It's alright. It's good. Is that the first time you've seen that? No, I, I just I listened it while. while I did a puzzle. Have you seen Ocean's 8 yet? <laughs> no. You should watch it as if good. If you watch it, pretend it's not a sequel. Okay. And you'll like it. Like, it's not a bad movie. It's just that when you compare it to the Ocean's movie with George I mean, Clooney and those guys, it's just not as good. But yeah. it's a good heist movie. Just not comparably. Okay. It's very good. You should watch it. Huh? Um, it's very, it's <clears throat> the other review I have was uh, written by E1907, and he rates it 10 out of 10, or she. It says, one of my all-time favorite movies. The best movie of Steven Seagal by far, and there are some gems in his oldest movies. A shame his latest ones are so different in quality. Pamela Basker did a wonderful job in casting. Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey as the villains are superb. The fight scenes are exquisite. The soundtrack of this movie is great. The actor I enjoyed the most in this movie, Steven Seagal. The actor I enjoyed least in this movie, Erica Elenek. I tried my best to find something bad. Ab- I tried my best to find something bad about this movie, but I can't. This is the ultimate action movie. The same level for me as Taken and The Born Identity. A must-watch wow. recommend. Nice. Now I picked this for two reasons. I have seen both one, of those movies. Thank you very much. <laughs> picked this one for a couple of reasons. First, he gave us his fave and least favorite actor, which I always appreciate. Two, did, this could be written by my dad. Object? And three, Taken and the Born Identity under siege. I mean, I, <laughs> I like this movie, maybe. Spoiler alert, we'll see. Yeah. And uh, But do I like this movie? I have to watch Taken again. I love the Born movies. I've never seen Taken. the first two. The first we, Taken was good, then they did two more. It's like, really? This guy's just a bad parent. Just yeah. in case you didn't know, we own the Born movies, because I own them all. No, I know. I like I, those movies. I like the first two. I, I but do you them. own the one with Jeremy Renner? No. See, so Oh my God, John watched SWAT, and I was like, Oh my God, Jeremy Renner looks like a baby. Because <laughs> it's 20 years old. <laughs> he then asked me if I still enjoyed it, and the answer was yes. <laughs> what, right. SWAT? Yeah. Hmm. Were you SWAT or you're not? There's some movies that I just enjoy more after we've done the episode, and I'll be like, Man, I wish I hadn't maybe that movie, because now <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's a much better movie now that you have. Yeah, the experience. All right, so where are we at now? If we had a master list of all our yay, nays, or maybes, it would be interesting to... To see which ones we flipped on yeah. since the episode. I've or maybe rewatch some of the things we may be. See, see if we can I've thought of that, day. picking a movie I've already done and seeing if you still yay or nay it. Mm-hmm. Like, we've already done that movie. I know, we're going to do it again. But it would be fun <laughs> if it, it would be better if it was something we all gave maybes to. Well, yeah, I'd have to go back and, and give it a check. Anyways. I got a gem. All right, so I'm... Spoiler, my next pick... Harley Davidson and the Marble. Oh, Ooh. No. <laughs> Maybe somebody will like Redo. it. Redo. I don't... I have often thought, I wish I had gay The Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> it's so good. No, the movie's shit. The podcast is good. Oh my God. It's much no, like Jason Triple X. That movie's fun. That movie's a good time. No, it's like Jason Triple X. That movie time. was dog trash. Every once in a while... You cannot compare Jason Triple X... 
with fucking the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yes, you and, can. Jason X is way higher. Honestly, oh my the gosh. replacements came up recently. And I when we did Necessary Roughness, and I was like... I liked the replacements more. What did I give the replacements? A Maybay. <laughs> we do it now. Carly's going to yay it. Well, Carly, those, I were would. Our, those were our early days and you were still smoking the crack. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't seen that many movies back then. Back then you had seen yeah, like six true. movies. <laughs> oh, man. Now Sorry, I opened my drink. There we go. Now, <laughs> now that we've watched you watch were made you watch so many more popcorn movies you appreciate them 75 movies almost <laughs> actually more and two thirds of those she'd never seen episode before episode 177 wow 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why hey have you talked to Benham, no, Benham, Benham I talked to him about this movie a little bit and actually. what did he say he didn't have a lot to say just because we were just talking about like I was like Ben what is the deal with walking around the ship with no uniform and all that kind of stuff? He says, well, you know, they're underway. I was like, no, no, they're in port. He goes, oh, yeah, that shit ain't flying. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they were they were only in port for, like, a day. For yes, that. but the president was coming. I guarantee you, they're all in dress <laughs> what's, whites. What's the deal with walking into the captain's office and not saluting him? Just be like, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> you, only, you don't salute you don't, the captain because he's not wearing a cover. You only you salute when you're your covered. <laughs> Those are hats, by the way. Anyway, so let's so just start So you would in. absolutely go in there and be like, what's up, Captain? <clears throat> we're on the battleship Missouri. Which it wasn't. It was Alabama. We're on the battleship Missouri. Missouri. And we're in the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Hawaii, which Hawaii. we weren't no, it's, either. It's Hawaii. Because we were in the yeah, Atlantic. Right. Hawaii. It's Hawaii. We're, it's the movie Hawaii. tells us we're on the battleship Missouri off the coast of Hawaii. She can keep saying but that. really, but, yeah. we were on uh, Alabama off the well, coast. Off the pier. Coast off, of no, L.A. <laughs> no, they were in the um, Atlantic Ocean. Oh, really? Yeah. I think they were in the Gulf of Mexico. So maybe. it wasn't CLT. I, I read it in the yeah. trivia, but now I have forgotten. Anywho, <clears throat> the uh, crew is awaiting a visit from the POTUS. This was George. George one. George. George Bush one. Yes. Which I could just tell based on when the movie came out and the voice the actor was doing. So (laughs) this included real footage of the decommissioning, which took place in 1991. So this movie's actually a period piece because this took place, they released in 92, but the period is 1991. It's not far off. So you have to imagine going back in time. Right, they had to go back in time. A whole year. Yeah. Actually, that would be really hard. The clothes were all period authentic, too. Can you remember... 2019? No, no one can because 2020s wipe your memory completely. <laughs> so it's harder to do than you think. I remember thinking 2019 sucked and 2020 was like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in the captain's. Uh, 18 wasn't great. Office, office I guess. I He's know. speaking to. Better than 19 and 20. Mm. His XO and some other gentlemen. And uh, we meet Chief Ryback who comes in and. He doesn't want to attend the presidential ceremony. I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to attend that. No, that's either. a lot of fucking standing around. So but he's gonna stand the there commander wants the captain wants him to attend, and he's like, "If I had all your ribbons, I'd wear them all the time." I'd wear them to bed. Um, but he convinces the captain I'll that he doesn't need to be off. there. He's got all this bullion to make. They're obviously good friends, so that because Ryback feels comfortable speaking to his commanding officer this way. Um, <clears throat> and he's still respectful because when the captain says, you are one sorry sailor, he says, that I am, sir. It's uh, a lot better to him than he is to well, old ex- Commander Krill. And explain later why. The, the XO Commander Krill wants to know why the why the captain tolerates Ryback and puts up, because he's just a fucking cook, 
But the captain tells him to mind his business. He's an enlisted mm-hmm. puke. He's like, you don't know anything about anything. Mind your business. Um, yeah, the XO should probably know all that stuff because he's the XO. I don't... Yeah, yeah you're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, maybe he doesn't trust his XO. Well, then he shouldn't be the XO. I mean, we saw that. Well, later we see the performance evaluation. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> if you don't trust your XO, you're not, you should get rid of him. Get well, maybe he was trying. He was in the process. Mm. It does all going to be done in apparently a week, so maybe he is getting honestly. <laughs> honestly, they're decommissioning the ship. It's not really that big of an issue because we're all going somewhere else. Look, everybody, can we get through this week? <laughs> it seems to me that the captain hasn't been on this. Like Ryback came to the ship with the captain, but it doesn't seem like maybe they've been there that long, or that Krill has been there too long. Like it doesn't seem like they've worked together for years and years and years. Yeah, it seems more like maybe. The captain was just coming to take part in the decommissioning. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, but yeah, but yeah, buts to make this movie work because this movie wouldn't really fly that way because they have agency plans for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, there's exposition that maybe would have explained this, but they obviously left it out so that they could focus on the real, real meat of this movie. (laughs) We see the ceremony. Pastrami. Where did the birthday cake Celebrating the the history of the battleship Missouri. And it's intercut with Ryback and his crew in the kitchen goofing off. Like you do. So we get serious. I don't know if, ever, don't know if any of you have ever been underway. No, I haven't. No, but I did have more than one Thanksgiving on the ship because my dad that doesn't count. worked. <laughs> my dad was a cook. <laughs> I assure you, I assure you, no, when I family know. were on board, not the same. Not the same. <laughs> I, I, this, there is a plethora of goofing off. I've been in that mess hall, though. But this <laughs> ship is going from Hawaii to... It's Hawaii. Weren't you paying attention? Why to where? San Diego, I think? Wherever they're decommissioning the ship. To decommission, and they talk about the uh, nuclear tomahawks that are on the ship. Which that wouldn't are, be there. <laughs> that are going to be removed as part so took of... Them off in Hawaii. At some point, Tony was like, how many weapons are on the ship? I said, well, they're going to take them well, off. <laughs> it's a battleship. Yeah. yeah. Dreadnought class. Yeah. It's What is Which it for? Is, what do you do with it? You kill people. It's a, bird, it's a bird of prey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, yes, it's a bird of prey. It's What is this mission in life? Kill people and break shit. Yeah. So the That's next it. day, we're, or the next day we see... The My division sh- officer said that first time we were heading for Kosovo. He's like, we're going to do the Navy job. Kill people and break shit. And I was like, well, that's a pretty cut and dry <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> so we went and killed people and broke shit. Nice. Yeah. So the battle, so it's the next day. Missouri goes out to sea. And today is the captain's birthday. Captain Krill has arranged a surprise. I'm sorry, you're correct. Krill. I'm just calling him Krill. Those tiny little things that whales eat. Uh, Commander Commander Krill. Commander Krill. uh, Has arranged a surprise party for the captain because today is his birthday. And we see that there's a helicopter landing and the the chief of the flight deck is like, look, I can't. boss. The captain has to sign off on the helicopter landing. I can't land any aircraft without the captain signing off. And he's like, look, he can't sign off on a super secret surprise for his birthday. And he shows him a picture of the super secret surprise, which is Miss July 1992. Now, Miss... 89. 92. Oh, God damn it. Why did you say he's placed in 91? No, let me just explain. I have a question. Was that the Playboy? Was it a prop or was that the actual July 89 Playboy? I think it was the actual July 89 Playboy. she's in it. But I was going to tell our listeners that when we talk about Miss July, this is, of course, a reference to the Playboy magazine and its Playmates of the Month, which is not a thing anymore. 
Or is I, it a thing again? They it stopped, wasn't. It, right. it wasn't. And then I think they did go back to nudes, but people don't pay for porn anymore. And they're certainly yeah. not paying for this type of porn if they are. So, Well, it was artful. When they do it, it's art. Because it, I remember it, when they took them away, they were like, look what you're doing to women. And they were really coming down to Hugh Hefner. was like, I've been in charge of Playboy in years. <laughs> you need to talk to my daughter yeah. who's in charge of Playboy. I mean. Because he passed over his son, put his daughter in charge of the Naked Girl magazine. Well, you know. Because she was better more, at it. More qualified. Now, I don't know what the rules were in 1991. I wasn't there. Or 92. But the impression I have is that you can't have Playboys on the ship. Oh, you sure you can. <laughs> you, oh, sure you can. Well, the impression I have is that you're not supposed to, and you wouldn't just have it out on the deck for everybody to see. Oh, sure you would. Okay, but who are you going to get in trouble with if you're the XO on the ship. <laughs> that guy wasn't the XO that gave it to him. Oh, yeah, it was... That was that his... That was Ensign Fucknuts. Was it the red-haired yeah. dude? Yeah. yeah, the Ensign. Was he in on it? No. Did he die? I don't know what happened. No. You don't see he him li- after the beginning. <laughs> he lived. You see him in the... When... Is he one of the dudes in the... He gets the, locked in the folk. He gets locked in the folksole, and you see him in... Um, in this, at the end, when all of the crew is celebrating on the deck, you so actually see text, him. Man, so he's easy to he pick was, out because he's redhead. He was in first class. Yes, that's where I remember him from. He's in X Men. Whole time I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy from?" Yeah. I know he was in like Armageddon. And okay, stuff too, like those. Movies. A ton of the people in this movie are in a ton of other movies. Yeah, they all do the military because they're stuff. actors and that's their jobs. Well, they're all the. They're all, They're all the same actors. five or six people that are in all the military movies. Every Kinda time, like all the Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the grown-ups of the military, apparently. But I mean, like, there's all the guys in the briefing room and stuff. They're yeah. all in a million things. Yeah, but it's not uncommon. I mean, like, should you be having out um, Playboy magazines? Is it against policy? Eh. <laughs> Is it really a big deal? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Taylor's played by Glenn Morshower. Who and remember, if you look around, there's women on the ship. That's true. So yeah. if there was a, you know, if it was a mixed sex ship, then it would be a little bit more like, hey, put that shit away. And that maybe is the difference. Mm-hmm. I don't think my dad was ever on the mixed ship, but I know my brother, my former brother-in-law, was, and he was worried about that rule when he got deployed. <laughs> it's. I feel like that's something don't ask, that, don't tell. <laughs> whatever you do in your rack is your business. Um, I was once in my rack. And some girl came down. We like, also see Commander <laughs> Krill talking. And then to, the guy above me comes down and went, "Dude, I didn't hear you." <laughs> <laughs> and you know who that guy was? Too. What? No, I was trying to get back to the movie because we're only at the first five fucking minutes. And I was describing a smash and dash that happened in the rack above me during the underway. (laughs) Okay, you do it. (laughs) I broke Tony. (laughs) I broke Tony. Smash and dash. Oh, Lord. So good. <laughs> Feel free to use that one. Oh. You will. It's a little late now, but yeah. <laughs> don't do a lot of smash and dashes anymore. <laughs> Commander Krill. Uh, you also see him speaking with the Marines, uh, with the Marine, I guess the Marine commanding officer or whoever he would be. Um, he's trying to get the mobile wa- the Marine mobile watches uh, standing down 
of course, there's nuclear weapons on the ship, so the, the guy's like, look, I can't do that. And he's like, look, this everybody's going to this fucking party. All non-essential watches are being stood down, which you'd feel like this would be an That's essential watch. That's called an essential watch, yeah. Um, let me just explain to you what happens in a real Navy party is, okay, everybody's on watch, stay there. Everybody else, go to the party. Now, what we're going to do is take some of the guys from the party, come stay on the watch, the guys on the watch, and go to the party and eat and come right back. That's how that works. You don't abandon any watches. I know, but this is a movie, not real life. Yeah, that's what's called a big giant plot hole. Everybody who's ever in the Navy goes, bullshit. If you wanted to watch a real-to-life Navy movie, you, of course, would watch Battleship with Incorrect. Taylor Kitsch. If you want to watch a correct Navy movie, you watch Down Periscope. <laughs> that's one of my all-time favorites. Where you, where you sing Louie Louie. Have you seen Flight of the Intruder? Yes. Ben wanted to tell you that's what he would pick for your birthday movie. He said he hates and loves that movie. That's a solid pick. And he would love to hear your opinions of it as someone who was also in the Navy. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to write that down for you to remember to pick that movie? I think we'll do it. <laughs> I've never seen it, actually. You should write it down. I never, never Does it qualify? I've never fucking heard of it. Said, <laughs> if it's Ben, it probably does. He's thorough like that. But that's the movie, <laughs> that's the movie he said. Because Ben is one of Tony's friends that the rules of the podcast. I'm like, Tony. That's true. Flight of the Intruder. I've already picked my next movie because I mean, we'll see. Of um, Audra. <laughs> I have not. She sent me a text message and I told her I would pick it. I well, Ben, I'm not going to pick it for my next movie because that's already picked. COVID, mm-hmm. that but the one after that, we're going to be Flight of the Intruder. I don't know if it's still free, though. I'd have to look. <laughs> I don't know. What's, Penny. what's that? The movie I picked before COVID. Maybe my next pick because oh. we never got to do it. Okay. I forgot But I'm not sure if it's still free. No. <laughs> Ensign Taylor <laughs> don't have a cannonball run problem. Yeah. <laughs> Ensign Taylor then goes to the officers' galley and telling them that it's going to be shut down for the party. And Ryback is like, "Look, I'm the only person that cooks for the captain." And he's got a really good answer. He's like, "Well, that's a problem, sir. Go talk to captain." <laughs> and captain and Taylor says, "You can't tell the captain about a surprise." Because then it wouldn't be a surprise. And then Ryback answers back with, you know what, Ensign Taylor, the captain, don't like surprises, and neither do I. And he has a really good line here where he's like, I'm so happy I'm not going to be have to deal with you more in a week. And he goes, so I won't get to see you go through puberty? <laughs> Which is the kind of thing that a chief would say to an ensign. Because an ensign's been in the Navy for about five minutes. And the chief's been in the, in the Navy for about, I don't know, at least 10 to 15 years. We then go over to Cap, uh, Commander Krill, who's meeting with the captain. Because the captain wants to know how, why Commander Krill thought he could sneak a fucking helicopter on his <laughs> battleship without him knowing. And Krill's like, you know what? I made a mistake. You're right. No, no. It was a mistake to try. But I was just trying to surprise you. The Admiral, and then he tells us a different story. Here he says that the Admiral was trying to give a gift to the sailors for having such a great thing with the POTUS and a ceremony. Everything went down so smooth that he wants to give them this party as a gift. And the captain's like, yes, but all watches are going to be stood. I mean, we can have a party, but we're not going to, you know, just go ham. And Commander Krill's like, of course. Wink, yeah, wink, well, nudge, nudge. I'm a big fat liar. Well, because if it's the commander's idea, if it's XO's idea to have a party, he could be like, yeah, no, cancel your party. Mm-hmm. But if it's like Admiral Bates, it's like mm-hmm. your boss wants to have a party. It's like, well, if the Admiral wants to have a party, I guess we're having a party. That's All a big right. deal. That's how. So it. now everybody's getting ready for this party. And Krill goes to Ryback's kitchen. Ryback is making the bouillabaisse. And Krill kicks the rest of uh, the kitchen crew out and then spits. Mm. In the bouillabaisse. That's fucked up. A little flavor. You don't spit in a man's bouillabaisse. 
So he pushes him. He it costs <laughs> extra. He's like, throw him in the brig. For what? Striking an officer. He's like, that's that strike. Excuse me. That's not striking an officer. And then he punches him. Bam. That's striking an officer. <laughs> and, and he starts to like, beat up all the Marines. <laughs> and then they're like, put him in the brig. And he's like, if you take me to the brig, you got to tell the captain. He's the only one who can put people in the brig. And Commander Crow's like, you're right. Throw him in the meat locker. And uh, he said, and then uh, he sets a private da- Nash. Dad, I got, why do you let me drink? <laughs> I can't even. Keep I can't even. He's words. like, look, this dude is crazy. You just got yep. on the ship at Honolulu. You don't know that this dude is nuts. Because this don't guy listen to a word he says. If he tries to come out, shoot him. <laughs> and he pushes him to forty. Go shoot him right here. And poaches him right between the eyes. Because this guy is um, Private Nash, who's yep. an E1 in the Marines, which means he's also been in the Navy for about five, well, he's in the Marines, but for about All five right. minutes. The, yeah. <laughs> so then, we see the helicopter landing, we see Miss July, and you, we meet Stranix, so the I wanna, blues singer. I want to tell a little story here, because I was... <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, the blues singer. <laughs> I so mean, he's sh- not dressed correctly, <laughs> but he does, I don't think he does a poor performance as a blues band all right anyway so <laughs> elaine said um when mr lackens off the sh- off the, uh, the helicopter mm-hmm. the, the, all the sailors were cheering her right she's like that wouldn't happen so let me tell you a little story <laughs> so we're underway it's christmas time mm-hmm. and jessica simpson and nick lachey come to visit mm-hmm. and come to see a, you yeah me yeah. personally and they do a little concert so as, as the they came in on a plane because i was on a carrier so mm-hmm. they hit the airport so as they get off everybody's cheering for her. Yay, good, yeah, woo, look at that ass, or whatever they said. And then, <laughs> whatever they said. And then he gets off and everybody's booing. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Wow. He got booed. Oh, it was so bad. He was going to sing, but decided not to. He's like, Damn. I'm not singing. Huh? So only she performed. I'm sure everyone was. Well, broke nobody up wanted to see. Li- no one wanted to see Nicholas Shea. Yeah, no one wanted to see Jessica Simpson either, but we were what's yeah. called the captive yeah. audience. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so everybody's like, fuck it. It's either do nothing or go see Jessica Simpson. I so, did nothing yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, when people come to visit, yeah, they get cheered and hooted. All right. So anyways, so uh, Stranix, our blues singer. Leader uh, of the Septicons. He gives Miss July some Dramamine for her No, no. Commander sickness. Krill gives it to her. Oh, I thought Stranix. Yeah. I thought. He no, touched he's, her a lot, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he did. He led her to that room. I was it's like, a real share so touching her. <laughs> you, you were writing, but what happens is, is, is Tommy Lee Jones is in full. He's going, and yeah, he's no. walking around. He's like, ha-ha, and he's touching guys. And Commander Crow says, where are you going? He's like, I'm right over here. I'm with the band. You me over here? And they're pointing around. And he goes, and Krill says, go over there. And he goes, music is my life, and walks away. Then oh, Krill I'm has sorry. the drama meeting and goes, here you go for your motion sickness. Take two of these and call me. But he's like got his arm around it. He's but, touching her the whole time. He leads yeah. her to the room where she But I thought I mean, there was a it point It wasn't where, quite as bad as Sharon Stone. I know, but I, I was like, like stop touching her. <laughs> I mean... Well, maybe it wouldn't baby. have been so creepy if she was wearing more clothes, but she had a lot of exposed skin. And poor lady in heels. <laughs> yeah, that was a pa- uh, bad fashion choice. She shouldn't have wore that. Anyways, we flash in and out of Ryback trying to convince Nash to let him out of the meat locker. Ryback! And then we see the party, and we get to watch the performance of Bad Billy and the fabulous Bail, Bail Jumpers. Jumpers! Well, to be fair, wow. if, if Ryback dies in the meat locker, that private's going to be held accountable. And then you bring out Miss because July. he didn't let him out. Oh, wait. Also, he's got pies in the oven. You don't bring out Miss July. Out comes Krill, dressed as a woman. Commander (laughs) Krill. Dressed as a woman, doing a very fun dance. This looks like he is having the time of his fucking life. He's pulling up his dress, and you see his tidy whities every five seconds. 
It's yeah, pretty it's very fun. upsetting. He had a few beers before this, I'm sure. And, and he then says, he says he's going... Welcome to the revolution. <laughs> then he says he's going to get the captain for the party. That's not... He says, I'm going to get the captain now. So then we see Stranix calling for kind of quiet, and he asks who the highest-ranking officer in the room is. And that gentleman stands up. He's the third in... He's charge. the opso. Opso. And then uh, Stranix shoots him, and in they... The face. ...take everybody hostage. Damn. Krill... Shoots the captain, and then uh, we see Ryback telling the private that he thinks he hears gunfire, and the private is like, you are wrong, and he's trying to convince him to call. And then we see the crew get locked up, and uh, one of the guys tries to resist, and he gets gunned down, and then they shoot the man next to him, and they tell him, let this be a lesson, if you resist, we'll kill you and the man next to you. This will kill you. Krill goes through the captain's personal say what's funny about this scene is Tommy Lee Jones is wearing his leather jacket in the scene mm-hmm. before this then he's wearing his in this scene he's wearing a pullover mm-hmm. and then the next scene he's wearing a leather jacket so he changed just well, to well, shoot a guy in Look, one scene he's, he's wearing a, a bedazzled jean jacket isn't he no, no it's, it's a leather, leather jacket no, is it a leather jacket okay but he's got a turtleneck on the whole time sometimes he's wearing his jacket sometimes he's not he keeps getting hot and cold maybe he's <laughs> going through the change of life <laughs> maybe he's a little nervous that he's taking over a navy ship maybe but Krill goes through the captain's safe and gets the special key for the weapons. Those are the nuclear launch codes. Yes. Well, it's a, But it's not like codes on a piece of paper. It's like a special it's fucking It's a floppy key. disc. It's a not a special key. Disc. It's a floppy disc in a case. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get broken or lost because it's an important piece of information. They take, co- they take control of the ship. Ryback finally convinces the private to check in. And he speaks with Commander Krill... And Krill says that he's sending someone to relieve him and to just hold fast. It's not gunfire. It's party poppers. Party poppers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fireworks. Look, party poppers. I live in a neighborhood where I'm not sure if that's fireworks or gunfire. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. As do we. Although our roommate always attributes it to gunfire. <laughs> even on the 4th of July. <laughs> I'm going to say she's wrong. I was like, oh, those are fireworks. <laughs> I got to think. You can listen. If you listen, sometimes you can tell. I, I got to think at least 50% of the time, at least, it's fireworks. Especially if it's warm out. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the winter, it's more likely to be gunfire. Because <laughs> who does fireworks in January in the snow? But drunk people. So cold, I got to shoot somebody. I mean, there's plenty of fireworks happening, so I think probably it's more, more often fire. But I can't tell the difference. 38 minutes in, just saying. Let's talk about fireworks more. <laughs> Well, I try to speed it up, and you just keep. I'm giving up. relevant information. I'm not. You're talking sure. about party poppers. But uh, so Stranix sends some commandos to kill the private and Ryback. They're not commandos; those are mercenaries. Uh, I, well, I'm going to refer to them as commandos the whole time. They're mercs. They don't wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, Thank God, Commander Krill did though. Krill is <laughs> yeah. like, that's Thank not God. enough guys. Or no, he's what did, he wants to go down. No, there. So he says, he's like, I'll take care of it. And Strange is like, no, my guys will take care send of it. Send Kate's, send Ziggs. And he's like, who? Well, he also wants Trust to know me, who I is know this guy. And he's like, he's just a fuck, a, a fuck up, a cook. He's just a commander. And they say, the what's his buddy. name? He's like Ryback. And he and Tommy Lee Jones goes Ryback. And he's like, he's just a cook, a pain in the ass cook, because the name sounds familiar. Yeah. This comes into play later when. I didn't get any of that from that scene. Yeah, you're supposed to because when he says Ryback, 
and then the Commander Krill just explains it away. He's like, no, he's nobody. He's just a cook. And I didn't get any of like, that. He's like, okay, good. I didn't get on. any of that. But he still only sends the two guys. Kate's All and right, Ziggs. so. <laughs> Cross me, their names are Kate's and Ziggs. At least they, they were. Go, they so they kill the private, and then they go after Ryback. But Ryback is not just a cook. He <laughs> is. Goddamn cook's a seal? He's a seal. And he ends up killing the commandos, one with a throwing knife and one with the one throat. of the worst fucking chokes I've ever seen in my life. Well, what's funny is, because you didn't mention it, but earlier in the movie, he was cutting vegetables with a throwing knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and then, like, he had a little makeshift target, and he threw that into the makeshift target. So he's got throwing knives, evidently, around the kitchen, because that's what he cooks with. Sometimes he cuts up tomatoes and then just throws them into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Like you said, there's shenanigans going on in the right. galley. Right, sure. <laughs> I bet... I don't. I'm. I'm sure there's people that do that. Um, Cook with he, throwing knives. He takes some of the I'm gonna gear. Start. He takes. If it's a sharp knife, it's a sharp knife. That's what if I'm it's saying. It's not wrong. Knife. It's a knife. Um, and I know plenty of people who have throwing knives that don't need do throwing knives. Do they cook with them? No, but like, <laughs> I know people who've got throwing knives that don't need no throwing knives. So Jason maybe Stephen. they would. I have throwing knives. I know. I used to have them, but my ex-husband did. Yep, there's another one. They would regularly just go out to the garage and throw knives at shit. Mm-hmm. Especially if we did demo somewhere in the house, they would just keep whatever we ripped out and throw knives oh, at yeah. it. Because <laughs> that's what dudes do. And, no. And some ladies. Total. No. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, everyone knows that all women have pillow fights in their underwear and all men just randomly throw knives at shit. Exactly. These are facts. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, he grabs some of the commando's gear and then not even the whole, not even half a can. Sets up a bomb in the microwave. Um, How long does he set for that microwave bomb? Like, but that time is amazing. (laughs) That's amazing time. I'm gonna say at least an hour (laughs) because the base sends an F-18 because the chopper never came back, and it's kind of it's starting to lighten up. So this seems to be the next day. So the party went all night. Then they ki- then they find Ryback wasn't secured. They go to kill him. So it's probably five a.m., six a.m. Oh, five hundred. We'll call it military time. All right. And base sends an F eighteen. Um, Ryback is sneaking around. He finds the captain's body, and Stranex has uh, the commandos shoot down the F eighteen. Then we go to the government. Once they shot down the F eighteen. Holy shit, our government is alerted to something's happening. Yes. And uh, Stranix gives them a call to let them know what is happening. And um, so we get our various admirals, generals, CIA, FBI, whatever, NSA people. Homeland Security. All of our alphabet soup in there their <laughs> mystery briefing room. Um, they ask Stranix. Postal Service. It seems that Stranix is a former... A former CIA operative mm-hmm. and they're asked and his former boss is like hey what's up man what you doing and he's like well you tr- you shut down my operation and then you try to have me killed so fuck you which like you do <laughs> and they want to know what his demands are and he just spouts a bunch of jibber jabber at them and then hangs like, up on them. wants you to bring back the McRib because he wants <laughs> them to think that he's nuts yeah that he's a lunatic which he is a lunatic, but not quite the one he's portraying to the briefing room. He is a highly trained lunatic. 
So they fire a missile on a harpoon missile on satellite and observation, which they're very unclear what this is <laughs> because it's observation, not. Observation, I kind of tell you. But it's not okay. So they were previously at Pearl Harbor for this ceremony. Mm-hmm. So they're just a day off the coast of Hawaii, and but they don't fire on Pearl Harbor because they're very clear that they that they that the briefing room guys say they destroyed satellite and observation. Was it a satellite? Was it a airplane? Was it a mm-hmm. some sort of shipping They did not outpost? shoot down a satellite. I, assur- no, I assure you, because satellites are pretty high up. They don't movie, appear they could to have, have done shot anything, anything at Battleships don't have any, any kind of rounds at, that are going to go but up But it was that very high. weird because it seemed pretty clear that it wasn't something at Pearl Harbor. But a, I don't know. What would it you like me to explain weird. it to you? It's uh, a ground unit. It's a building where they run all these things from. Mm-hmm. They destroyed that building. And that's it. That's all you got to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we see the commandos are doing some sort of construction through the center of the ship. Like you do. Are they tearing stuff down? Are they putting things up? It's kind of unclear. We're not quite sure what well, they're Well, they doing. took over the ship because they were unhappy with the design and they're fixing it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of welding going on. Ryback has been sneaking around this whole time and he finds Miss July. Well, because there was the birthday cake, like the big so cake. He, and he kicks it, and evidently that wakes her up. Yeah, uh-huh. she's sleeping in How it. did she fall asleep in the cake? Because when, <laughs> when Commander Krill gave her all of the Dramamine, she took a bunch of pills. And then just got in the cake and fell asleep. He said, take two, call me in the morning. She goes, I'm very sick. It took like a First handful. of all, it wasn't Dramamine. I doubt what this. Was it? I never thought Maybe. it was Dramamine. Maybe. I didn't think it was Dramamine either. Maybe I thought it was some kind of roofie. Yeah. What was it? Roofies? Floris. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I thought it was some kind of roofie. No, so, I thought it was for your motion sickness. Yeah, but Dramamine doesn't make you pass out. Maybe I don't know. I've never taken a bottle. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> why are you yelling at me? Because why are you discounting everything that I say? You're like, I don't think it would do that. Because I'm trying bottle? to do my episode. Yes, but you do this to me all the time. Like, I don't think so. I never thought it was Dramamine. Anyway, what'd you I think was, it was? I don't know. I thought he gave her something that would... It's never because he was worried about the Miss July '89 was going to be a big, you know, problem during their I don't takeover. I think he wanted to kill her. But I, I think also he just think wanted he wanted her knocked to out. Her scream all day. <laughs> I think he just wanted to knock her out so that she'd be out of the way. Because they're not trying to hurt Miss July '89. They got nothing against Miss July. Miss July might be a seal. You She's don't know. their cover for getting on the. <laughs> <laughs> She's a former. Anyway, so they put her in the cake. Covert ops or something. And when he kicks the cake, the music starts, and she just comes out and starts doing her dance. And her eyes are closed because I don't want to stare at a bunch of dudes as they stare about at me naked. Yeah, I can see and that. And we get to see her boobies. All right, time She's for in a talk. thong and, like, a military-style tiny jacket that she mm-hmm. opens. <laughs> and I got to say, I don't think this would have been okay even in 91. I want because there's one thing where you kind of look the other way. Is dudes have like Playboy sitting out? There's another one with a girl shaking her wibbly bits in everybody's <laughs> face. I gotta tell you, on a boat. Yeah. I've seen this movie a lot, but generally I've seen it on TV already and seen the edited for TV version. There's a lot of stuff here that I was like, this is more violent than I remember, and I did not remember her boobs. I did. It's because you didn't see this when you were a 12 year old boy. <laughs> I saw this in the theater. I was like, yeah. But they were nice boobs. <laughs> they are very yeah. wonderful boobs. Handcrafted. Handcrafted. Uh, were they handcrafted? Or uh, I don't know. By God. By God. <laughs> but what do you think of the nipple placement? Carly, Good. what do you think? Good? 
Sure. At least they, they didn't fall I off. I didn't stare yeah. at them. It, it, I it stayed where they were supposed to. Yeah. I would see obligatory boobs. <laughs> but he tries to leave and her. she had a big future. <laughs> but uh, he tries to find out what happened, but she doesn't know shit. At all. She's on too many pills. And he's she pointing a gun that. at her face like, who are you? And she, clearly she's not involved and she doesn't know anything. Yeah, check, so he's bro. like, all right, well, you stay here and be safe. He puts her in a locker. And That's she's not yet. <laughs> That's not yet at all. That hasn't happened. Okay. Well, what happened then? So we go to the briefing room <laughs> where we talk about the ship's armament, and we learn that Stranix slipped his leash on an op involving a North Korea sub, which the CIA guy is like, oh, no, he sank that. A hundred percent. He sank yeah. that sub. So we now know that there's a North Korean sub in play. Yes. Then... And he sticks her in the locker. Then the commandos <laughs> learn that the guys they send after Ryback are missing. Then Ryback tries to leave Miss July and stuff her in a locker, but she starts screaming, and he's like, look, if they hear you, they'll kill you. And she's like, I don't like to be alone. I'd have been like, Although I, I did hide in a, a like, uh, hang out in a cake for see, seven there's, hours. There's the land to be like, all right, we'll get back in your cake and shut up. Yeah. I know. So the commandos go to the galley, and they find um, their dead buddies. Because they needed her to be around with him so he can explain things. And yeah. Stanix and Krill get into an argument about Ryback's skills. And he's like, Stanix is like, this is not a cook. Look at this. This is these are this is a trained killer. And then the bomb goes off. Which is amazing. <laughs> and Stranix tells Krill to find out who the kitchen. fuck this guy is. He's like, didn't you read the personnel files for everybody on the ship? Well, everybody but him. <laughs> no. Well his personnel files were held by the cat. How does that feel? So we're back in the briefing room where they've decided to send in steel, SEAL Team 5, which is their best SEAL team. They're very clear this is their best SEAL team is 5. 5 is best. They have 5 stars. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Um, but if they fail, they're going to have to launch an airstrike and destroy the, the Mississippi. Well, SEAL Team 6 was the best. Maybe now. Didn't they get Bin Laden? This is before Bin Laden. Well, well, no. Bin Laden was still a thing. This is when we were giving Bin Laden guns and stuff. Well, to be fair, we were he was fighting... The Russians. Yes, I know, but this is during the time frame when we were when we liked Bin Laden, Before we as opposed over the to Afghans, when we yeah. hate Bin Laden. Well, we, we did we did kind of fuck up the look, Afghan people. The United States of America is flippy floppy. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? To we be are, fair, we you are know, flippy be fair. floppy and see cannot Ram- be trusted. See Rambo three. Yeah, to be fair, it's not just us. All countries are that way. Yeah, but if you are except. If you are a country that wants military help from the United States of America, just make sure you know we're flippy floppy and we only care about ourselves. Very. That's also not true. We care about money. We're flippy floppy. <laughs> move on. Um, so Krill then goes and gets Ryback's file, which was not located in the regular personnel's files. There probably was, but it was a doctored file. His real file is in the um, his yeah, s- safe. And he's an ex-SEAL. He's highly decorated. He lost his security clearance after an, after an incident in Panama. See, and they say he can't hold anything higher than a yeoman or a cook. Yeoman have to have security clearance because they have to carry all this stuff. Shouldn't um, it have been like a... What's the lowest rank? What's the... the rank a bosun's mate or something. Bosun's mate would have worked. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm really. thinking. Because that's like your most basic rate, a bosun's mate, right? Well, that's kind of a... Not really. That's just their... There's not a security clearance for it. It's, yeah. They tie knots and shits. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, he's a I cook. feel like I remember from when I took the ASVAB, the people who got the lowest on the ASVAB, what they did was bosun's mate. Bosun's mate is the equivalent to like... Or, um, 
infantry for yeah. Marines. Why, why wouldn't you want the why wouldn't you want the cook to be able to have security clearance? Like he, he just prepares the it. captain's food. Actually, a lot of cooks would have security clearance depending on where they work. Yeah, but I, I mean, he could be on the cabin. To go on some bases, there has to be cooks, and they have to have security clearance because they're going to be in the building. I would, the say that, I would say that that's a rate that doesn't necessitate a security right. clearance, and but he prepares the captain's food because the captain brought him on to be his private right, cook because right. he just really likes this dude's bouillabaisse. He does have a banging bouillabaisse. Apparently. And he respects this dude. It's legendary. Well, because he knows that he, yeah. he's working. He knows his, his history. He knows, right. he knows right. what happened. I mean, all I had to say was that the captain was used to be in charge of the seals or something like that. So now we get Ryback and Mister Lai uh, going around the ship, and this is there's a very funny line here because Mister Lai is carrying all the equipment, and she says, "I'm the girl. Why do I have to carry everything?" And he says, "I support women's lib, don't you?" Which makes me laugh she says, every when time. It's convenient for me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I'll tell you what. I'll carry everything, and you kill all the bad guys." <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll carry everything if you kill anyone we run into. I don't want to kill anybody. And she though. says, "I have a rule. Actually, I have two rules. One, I don't date musicians, and two, I don't kill people." Hmm. He's like, "I really like that you say that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like good However, <laughs> people need killing." Um. So he Ryback uh is establishes communications with the briefing room, which is just what I refer to as the, you know, obviously. Yeah. He gets a seal magnaphone. Mag- What's that word? Magnaphone? Sure. Is that what it's called? It's a satcom. I don't know why I could call it a seal magnaphone, but it's just a satcom. Because that's what they call They have special like a, names like for things. It's like a car song. Yes. It is. That's what she says. <laughs> so, so he talks to the gentleman in the briefing room, and one of them was his commanding officer at some point and knows who he is. The gentleman who I recognize from a million other things. Last thing I saw him in, though, he had a mustache. He was <laughs> the blonde guy. Hmm. Um, and uh, Ryback tells him that they plan to unload the tomahawks and that Commander Krill is in cahoots. He's cahooting. Which, this is a big problem because... When they're sending, when they were debate talking about their plans to send in SEAL Team Five, as long as they weren't in complete control of the ship, the SEALs would be able to infiltrate no problem. That was their thought process. But if they're in complete control, then the SEALs were probably the percentage of failure is really really high. So the fact that Commander Krill is in cahoots means that they are in complete control, and this is a big problem. Yeah. So it's a, it's a battleship. Yeah. <laughs> So Ryback, they're not really designed to let people come on board. <laughs> they take opposite of that. Yeah, they tell Ryback <laughs> to just stay hidden and feed us information, and not to, you know, not to engage with the enemy, so to mm-hmm. speak. And he's like, "All right, well, I got to keep moving, so I'll call you back in a half an hour." So Ryback then goes and explodes the helicopter that they have, and it feels like it's night again. So whole day has passed? Question Probably mark? Sure. Maybe. Don't worry about it. Time that. frame is very Don't weird. T- you know, time works very differently when you're out to sea. So he dashes Miss July. You know this, but time is just weird. Okay. He's like, what day is it? Mm. They are near the Bermuda Triangle. So. It's like, wasn't it Sunday like yesterday? Yeah, it's Sunday again. But Ryback explodes the, hel- uh, explodes the helicopter. He had stashed Miss July, but then she got found, but then he rescues her again and kills a bunch more guys. Mm-hmm. So and I was like... I feel like I should, if I watch this movie again, start keeping track of how many dudes he kills. Because how many dudes are on that helicopter versus how many dudes are 
working on this. <laughs> you th- yeah, right? They would have had to bring in another ship. There's a lot of dudes. There's a lot of dudes. Well, <laughs> this band is UB40. You know, there's like 17 people in this band. I'm not sure. Like said maybe 30 people were on the helicopter. But yeah. at some point, I'm like, he's killed at least 12 people. There's at least 30 more. There's so <laughs> I think he actually killed 175 people. That was a big fucking helicopter. We know that Commander Krill is in cahoots. Maybe some of these guys were on the ship. Some yeah. of the ship were cahooting as well? That makes yeah. sense. There, that could have, there could have been some other cahooting. Well, because if I was going to take over a Navy ship, I would definitely want to get some people that were on board to do it. That one, they know their Especially way around. Especially if he's had... Because I don't know if you've ever been on a Navy ship, but you can get lost real easy. Oh, yeah. If you don't know where you're going. <laughs> Especially if they had access to all the personnel files, they might have been able to find some leverage on some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find out what their price is. <laughs> like, right. hey, you're an E1 in the Navy. Would you like to make some money? Yeah. So, fucking Stranix is like, we got to do something about this guy. And Commander Crow's like, I have got an idea. So, all of the crew, the majority of the crew is trapped in the forecastle. Mm-hmm. And That's the front of the ship. For those of our friends out there who don't know, I don't know. know what I want to know is why is it spelt forecastle and pronounced folksle? Never. <laughs> why is it boatswain? It's pronounced. It's spelled boatswain. I don't know. Why is it trebuchet when it's obviously spelled trechabot? <laughs> These are questions that I have that no one will ever be able to answer. Why is it Hawaii when it's pronounced Hawaii? Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> so. But so he has this plan. There's pumps in there, and they can fill it up with water. So he's going to drown the. He's going to start filling this up with water to drown the crew. This is going to distract Ryback because he's going to kill himself to try to rescue him. So that'll keep him from interfering with their plans. Tom Lee Jones is a good line. You're, he's, you're a sick man. You're going to murder your own crew. He's like, they didn't like me anyway. <laughs> but they'll fucking love you now. Yeah. So Ryback then finds some of the other. There's little pockets of crew kind of trapped here and here mm-hmm. and he finds a group of crewmen like seven or eight dudes trapped in a room he fills them in about what's happening uh and just and one of them is able to help him disable the weapons he's like look we got to do something so they're now they're going to work together and they disable the weapon systems mm-hmm. so that um they, they short out the system so that the bad guys can't see from the ops room what's happening, mm-hmm. but in a half an hour, none of the weapons will respond to what they do. And then Krill, after they disable the weapons, Krill makes an announcement to Ryback to inform him. He says, Captain Krill. That the crew is now drowning. Mm-hmm. And, rally, and Ryback rallies his forces for a rescue because they got to save the crew. Because they're expecting me, not all of us. And they do succeed in turning off the water and saving the crew from a horrible, horrific death because drowning is pretty much one of the worst ways to go ever. And that's probably, they're going to have to do some what's called list control because when you put all that water in the front of the ship, it's going to start to tilt. <laughs> Maybe they added some to the back of the ship too. Right, that's called list control. Maybe they did that, but they just didn't think, well, think that it was important know, for on-screen viewers to... Yeah, you would have to do that. There's a problem. You don't want the ship <laughs> to go upside down. <laughs> so now we're pinned down. So we succeed in turning the water off, but we are pinned down in a gunfight. And this is when the briefing room calls. And Miss Delai answers. Hello? And they can hear a gunfight. And she's... Chief back, please. He's in a gunfight right now. Can I take a message? He's going to have to call you back. And they're like, put him on the damn phone. So he, in the middle of fun, he takes his phone call in the middle he's of like, the gunfight. And they're like, dude, we told you not to interfere. And he says, sorry, sir, you can court-martial me if I live. That's a good line. Yeah, That's in contention for favorite line. Just letting you know. <laughs> and then they're like, well, if you're not going to listen to us, 
They're like, SEAL Team 5's on the way. Do whatever you do can help to help the team because you're obviously not going to do nothing, so kill them all. We might keep as well on, support keep you if we yeah. can't command you. Well, they got a good point. <laughs> and you probably would have gotten at least a start right. talking to him. We told you not to do that. So, yes, but I killed all those people and saved all the other sailors. So he leaves his group of crewmen there to try to... They had a name for their group. They are called the Myrmidons. No, sorry, that was Troy. Never mind. It's different no. boat. Yeah, different boat. His troops. He leaves his troops there, and he sneaks off because he's going to start killing guys. And Mr. Lie follows him. And one of the guys is like, come back, Mr. Lie! And it's very funny. And he's and uh, Ryback's like, what are you doing? And she's like, the safest place is on this ship is right behind you. Which she ain't wrong. <laughs> but I got to say, if I was him, I'd be like... I really don't want to have to worry about saving you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you just go somewhere? <laughs> also, anybody we see is going to try to kill me. It yeah. maybe isn't the safest yeah. place. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill people. The safest <laughs> place for you is probably back in that locker. Safest place for you is that cake. But then we have gunfight, knife fight. And then, the com- and then the SEALs arrive. Now, the commandos spot two helicopters trying to sneak in under the radar. Now, me, personally, I said to John... Why didn't they approach on boats? That's what Tony <laughs> said. Why did they pick the loudest way to approach? So How far they away were they? The guys in the briefing room know that that they are in control of the ship. So they got to catch up to a boat that's at least a good day away from fucking land. Yeah. Yeah, but they could get close and then lower themselves into rafts and then mm-hmm. motorized Which is what I rafts. I thought based on all the movies I've well, seen, you know what? they would have done. <laughs> they would have approached with some sort of inf- I just. Well, tell you what. Next time we watch the movie Navy Seals with, with Charlie Sheen, you may see this in the future, Carl. I know you haven't seen it. That is nope. a terrible movie. No, it's good. Do you know why I like no, that movie? No, it's not good. No, do you know why I like that movie? Because it was shot here and you could see things from here. Yeah. It it's like, like, oh, anymore. I know where that pizza place is and they act like it's right across the street from somewhere. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> they picked it for the movie because it was around the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. All right. It's like, that's but, Pungo. <laughs> Stranix says to kill the helicopters. But that's when they find out that the weapons are down and that they've lost control. Because they try to use what's called the close-in weapon systems or the Sea Whiz. And it goes... Sea Whiz cut through other things like Cheese Whiz. It's the thing that shot the jet down in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's massive I have my service guns. warfare pen. Not to brag, but I had to know what that was. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that's called bragging. It is? Yes. It's not really that impressive. Like, most of the Navy has one. <laughs> Like, every time you see that pin on everybody's chest, that's usually what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. Your dad's got one. So, I guarantee it. My dad doesn't he, care, I guarantee it. If he, did, <laughs> if he did more than one tour, he's got one. Because that's one of those things, what do you do when you're underway? Go get your warfare pin. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but, so this is where they find out the weapons are down. The But... This is not the only weapons on board this ship. So when the helicopters try to land, she the commandos take them out with rocket launchers. It's always good to have a backup plan. Where did they get the rocket launchers from? Maybe they brought them with them. Maybe. They were- I'm pretty sure when you get off the Navy ship, like, is that a rocket launcher? No, they in a guitar case. Oh. You saw a Desperado. God damn it. Oh. Damn it. That's what I was going to say. They Sorry. had instruments. They must have been hanging them in the amplifiers. They had to because it, it. it wasn't the play of that band. Damn. And I was in the Navy for a while, and I've never seen rocket launchers. <laughs> All right. Well, so, actually, we do have rocket launchers, but they're connected to the ship. I was going to say. <laughs> you know those big guns? Those shoot rockets. Yeah. 
So Stanix sees some of Ryback's handiwork as he goes through the ship and he says to Dahmer, 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 why didn't we hire this person? I don't know what his price would have been, but it would have been worth it. I really liked that line. I did. I wrote it down. So now we get the submarine arriving. This is where we find out that that CIA guy was definitely wrong and they definitely did not sink so that the sub. the North Korean sub. Yes. With the Italian guys on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Luigi. Like, wait, where is this? No. Tony said, is that Mario and Luigi down there? <laughs> because there were all these Italian guys on the sub and that was a North Korean sub. But yeah. we find out what they were building was a giant crane so that they can unload the tomahawks. Offload. Onto the submarine. Um, Ryback sees the submarine and gets into the water in a wetsuit. And he's all stealthy, like seals. And But he's not stealthy enough because Dahmer spots him. Because Chief O'Brien's like, what's that? That's a dude in the water. <laughs> That's a fucking dude in the water. I was like, God damn, O'Brien. So they shoot at him, and then they have grappling hooks, and they try to hook him. They miss him, although they do tear part of his wetsuit. Well, yeah, they get and him. And the one dude that, that gets him, like, he pulls up the... Grappling hook, and he's holding up like, "Look, I got him!" <laughs> but he didn't get him. He just tore off a piece of his wet. Well, he did cut him. He was bleeding. He hooked him, but he got away. I bet you that would hurt like a son of a bitch. But yeah. and that's salt water. That probably wouldn't help. <laughs> but Ryback is able to set off a bomb and blow a hole in the side of the sub. Which O'Brien says he's like he's gonna set up a bomb or something. I'm like, God, that dude does not play, man. He's going places. <laughs> <laughs> I think he ends up dead. No, he ends up on the Enterprise. And we have beamed off. All right, so then he so after, so he climbs back onto the ship, and they fucking and Dalmer spots him. It's Dalmer, right? That is Dalmer. Dalmer spots him and is like, "This is a good bold move, Cotton, but I gotcha." <laughs> but and That's just a just when we think that he's about to bite the weenie, Jordan With comes relish. Up, Jordan comes up and shoots Dalmer in the back. And so what does Casey say? Next thing you know, you'll be dating musicians. Next thing Damn. I know. It says next thing I know, but whatever. But as far as I've I know, Chief Ryback was. wasn't in a band. Um, may have. So Ryback has made the sub unable to submerge. So, but Commander Krill is like, look, I know what to do how to fix it. Get me a fucking crowbar and a welder. And, and an Italian give team. Me one arc welder, one acetylene torch, and a crowbar. Make him understand. Luigi. He says, Mamma Mia. And I'm like, wow. Favorite line. Mamma Mia. <laughs> they weren't able to unload all of the tomahawks that they wanted to, but they unloaded enough that the sub then disengages from the ship. So Ryback is trying to figure out how to attack the sub. He gets back with his... Um, the Myrmidon. The Myrmidon. <laughs> and one of the guys Because there's was, like Achilles and then Casey Ryback. Yes. <laughs> So, apparently, they're going to be dis- decommissioned, but apparently they took some World War II vets along with them yeah, as, a, as a fun time cruise, last hurrah with the ship. And one of these gentlemen was a gunner's mate from World War II. Second class. And some of the guns have been, some of the ammo's been, was unloaded in Honolulu. The rest of it is going to wherever, San Diego or wherever they're going. They're going to sell it. And he's like, look. They probably would. We still have, because sh- they're trying to figure out what they have guns for and what they don't we still have shells and he's like and he's like you know how to fire those right and 
Of course he does. Because he was, well, that's what I did. Yeah. It's funny because this same plot point is stolen for the movie Battleship with Taylor Kitsch. Mm. Mm-hmm. That the some, only people that can fire the weapons are the World War there's II some vets. The Rock in here, too. I'm like, hmm. It's a little diehard. And, um, yeah, some diehard. So they figure out how to shoot one of the guns and they fire at the sub. And. And, like, the um, first made krill. Those are just four inch starbursts. They don't have anything that can actually hurt us. Yeah. So, so they like, really? You ever have a shell land on your face? Well, they shoot a starburst round first, which helps them target, I guess. Target, right? Because he's doing it manually because they don't have access to the ops room. And um, yeah, now they just do computers. Then they fire the second shot and they hit them. And he's like, <laughs> he's going to sink us. And so Krill jumps down and helps fix this hole. And they met. They mysteri- They magically fix it, and he's like, "Dive, dive! We gotta dive! They're reloading." So they make it. They get down in the sub. They start their dive. Krill thinks he's scot free, but the second hits a direct hit, sub explodes. You know what would have made like this? it wouldn't actually do. It wouldn't have exploded, but if you would have had a big giant hole, might have sunk. Might have sunk. But here's my problem with this scene. So it was like Gunner's mate. We have shells for those. Like, hey, I need you to, to get everything together. So as soon as they get there, Casey takes over and is telling everybody how to use these guns. I get he's a SEAL, but he would have no fucking clue how to use this. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. He goes, there's, he, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Really. Like, he, know, there's a lot of things that he would have no clue. Yeah. He'd be I like, yeah, I don't know how to use this, so you go ahead. I'm but only, they don't want to have the star not being fucking front That set. guy that played the gunner's mate was obviously paid by the word, and they weren't giving him more than six. <laughs> <laughs> It's facts. No more speaking roles for you. I know, but as a star, if I was Steven Seagal, like this would be good, like for realism. If this guy takes over, and I'm just helping. Yeah. So now they have sunk Stranix's submarine, and he's still on the ship, and he's fucking pissed. Well, he, he was standing outside when they were shooting the starburst, and I don't know if you are aware how loud that is, but I assure you, Stranix is deaf. He was very <laughs> close to dead. that. He was close to that gun. You see that the power of the blast blows him back. That probably would have killed him. But he is freaking out. He throws a tantrum. He's lost no, his no. marbles. He's he's reciting different Saturday morning cartoon characters. He's like Porky Pig, Yosemite Sam, that little red fucker with the mustache. He's he's lost his marbles. He kicks everybody out of the ops, and he then launches two tomahawks at Honolulu. So they see them launch the things. And um, he and Ryback then fights his way into Ops, where Stranix is waiting. Stranix tells him that there's that he can't stop it. Twenty four minutes, Honolulu's going like to be the lock is toast. He says the lock is broken. I have the key. And he puts it in his back pocket, and he goes, "Wait a minute." And so Casey says, "I know you, don't I?" And he says, "I think you do." And they never explain how they know each other, other than they serve the same master. I'm he's, sure he's that ungrateful. this. I'm well. I want to see the director's cut where they explain that shit. Well, <laughs> obviously, look, okay, so from the little seats they have dropped throughout the movie, Ryback lost his security clearance because he punched out a superior officer after an incident in Panama that got almost all of his team killed due to poor intelligence. This guy works for the CIA. He was obviously in charge of getting the correct intelligence to Ryback, which he didn't do, and he was part of this operation that got all of his men killed. I have a different theory. Because he said they served the same master and he was ungrateful. And then they had a knife fight where they fight very similarly. I'm guessing they went to the same martial arts school. I thought the master he meant was the United States government. Nope. <laughs> That's not how I see it. You think this is a... Yes. Um, Let us know what you thought. A snake eyes shadow. <laughs> storm shadow. Storm shadow. 
situation. That's what I'm going with. Just as feasible as yours. Okay. Nice. All right, well. You got the red tattoo on the wrist. There yeah. is a sweet knife fight here that ends with Ryback putting his thumb in Tommy Lee Jones' eye, which pops it out, and then he knifes him right in the dome piece. And then puts his head in the radar. And I went, woo! <laughs> and, and, and what's the line? I don't know. It says, keep the faith, Stranix. Mm. It takes All the right. key out of his pocket. So then, you know, every time you stab a guy in the head, you gotta you say something. Put your cool. thumb in his eye. You gotta say something cool. <laughs> we flash so not, up, pal. Oh dear God! There's something on my hand. We flash <laughs> to the briefing room where the tomahawks are incoming, and they're able to shoot down one of them, but the but they didn't get the second one. It's too close now. It got through. But Ryback calls, and he's got the super secret disc, and we get a suspenseful, super suspenseful, disarming sequence, and they save the world. And well, Han- well, Honolulu, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save not, the world. Not really the world, just Honolulu, but, but they appreciate they it. They stopped that tomahawk, and but they have now saved the world because they she have stopped that, but all. <laughs> but they stopped all of the tomahawks, not just the two that were actually fired, but they stopped the submarine, so now they can't sell those tomahawks. So they saved the world. And then we see a ceremony, um, obviously celebrating the captain in his long service career. Ryback gets a kiss from the lady, and he's reinstated the end. Awesome movie. I asked Ben, I was like, so, guys, guy shoots a Tomahawk missile, going to nuke uh, Hawaii. Yeah. He shoots that missile down. Think he gets a uh, Medal of Honor? He goes, no, no, because he's not really necessarily into thing, but he doesn't pay for drinks in Hawaii anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> you might be right there. All right. Yeah, I don't think you'd get a medal. He'd probably get something for yeah, it. Maybe a disturber sings cross, cross something like yeah. that, but it, he wouldn't be getting a Medal of Honor. Right, right. That's the end. Carl. With Medal of Honor, you have to die. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's really cool if you get a Medal of Honor because no matter what your rank is, everybody has to salute you. I'm going to have to say it again because nobody heard. (laughs) All right. My favorite character was Ryback. My least favorite character was Krill. That dude was... It's Gary Busey. I loved him as a boxer. So what was your favorite character? Ryback. Ryback. Okay. I was like, who do I pick? I I I I was picking as soon as she said the movie. My favorite scene was when he goes in the water to disable the sub, and then it finishes when she kills O'Brien, because that's what I called him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. My favorite line was, take my pies out of the oven, because he had to say it multiple <laughs> times, and the dude did not do it until they burned. He could have been out there, He's like pie. <laughs> He's like, you got a fire out here. <laughs> I told you to take the pies out. Carlos, <laughs> Carlos goes with, he could have been eating pie. He could. Could have been. It was probably good pie. <laughs> well, he's a hell of a cook. I mean, I'm sure he only doesn't make bouillabaisse. Captain doesn't keep bring shitty cooks with him. It yeah. would have been funnier if he had sampled the bouillabaisse. Mm-hmm. No, Krill splitting it. But my favorite tertiary object was the old-timey TV screens that we kept seeing every time they looked at the you know. They were like the rounded, small, old-timey TV CRT. screens. CRT. CRT, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to maybe this movie. Wow, better than I thought. I really thought she was going to nay this. <laughs> <sighs> I, I mean, it was all right. It just, I would rather not see it again. But I can see why people might want to watch it. <laughs> <I'd rather not. laughs> you know what you shouldn't see? Under Siege 2, starring Katherine Heigl. And oh. I said, I looked it up. And he does not stay with this July 89, it looks like. Because she's not in that movie. <laughs> Even the way kisses are really weird at the end. I was like, that's... Tony was like, where did that come that from? Come when from? did they, they like together? Thing. <laughs> I guess it's the speed. Well, because earlier in the movie... Thing. There was a guy, Q-Ball, there was a guy, Q-Ball, he was a sailor, comes down to the galley, and they're like, 
And he says, cue ball, show me a move, like a dance move. So he starts dancing. So then later on, when they're all sitting there and hanging out, when the whole shebang is over, cue ball's like, hey, Case, show me a move. And he goes, here's one move. And he kisses the girl. It was a lot smoother than it looks. Hmm. That's why he kissed her. But yeah, they're just going to bang for a little bit, and that's going to be <laughs> Remember this, the, the rule of speed here. Uh, um, relationships that start under intense circumstances never, never last. last. Tony. No. Uh, what's this movie? Under Siege. Favorite character, Chief O'Brien. Mm-hmm. It is not. It is? Why would you I mean, he's a quality character. Because he called that motherfucker out twice <laughs> in his own movie. But he, he, he was probably a SEAL, too. Maybe. maybe. Something. Least favorite character, Jordan. Or Miss 92. July 89. Yeah. Or 92. Favorite scene is the knife the knife fight with Tommy Lee. Favorite line is, it was going to be Mamma Mia, but I do like the court martial line. You can court martial, court martial me if I live. Favorite tertiary object is USS Missouri, the Mighty Mo. It ordered in 1940, launched in 1944. It was the last battleship the U.S. made, made in the Brooklyn Naval Yard. <laughs> One eleven battle stars. You really like the biting bow. I, told him I, I don't know if that's a screen. He was like, I'm taking the whole ship, and then he just I'll take the did whole ship. Search on the ship. I was just curious. I'm curious okay. about ships. I may bet. It's okay. Interesting. John. Oh, my favorite character is um, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Stranix. Stranix. Because Stranix is just—he's playing a cartoon character, mm-hmm. and he's really, really entertaining. If you know he's overacting on purpose, it's really good. My least favorite character is um, Commander Krill. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> mm-hmm. just, That's why I told Tony, it doesn't matter how annoying you think Miss July 89 is, Krill is worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, July 89 was just there as like the, you know, the babe yeah. in the woods kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. to explain things. Um, my favorite line is, I'm the girl, why am I carrying everything? Aren't you into women's lib? Yes, when it's in my favor. Well, I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, I'll carry everything if you kill everybody we see. <laughs> um... My favorite scene would have to be, I really, I'm torn between two scenes here. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with the right, right in the beginning where Tommy Lee Jones is, or Stranix is going, oh, welcome to the bail jumpers. Who's the highest officer in this room? Who is the highest officer in this room? And they're like, oh, hey, everybody clear the way. And he's like, nice to meet you, Commander Green. Bam! Bam. He shoots him and then they just fucking rush him. It was really well done. So I'm going with that. And my favorite tertiary object I was going to go with the ship, too, Tony. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can both like the ship. It's a big ship. I'm going to go with the inside of the ship. Ooh. <laughs> because the inside of the ship really brings me back to the early, well, the late 90s, early 2000s, when I used to hang out in those kind of places. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what you thinking? Oh, yeah. I've, I've liked this movie since 92. I mean, I know the whole damn movie heart by heart. It's kind of a clue. Right. <laughs> Usually I care when you guys nay or maybe my movies, but I don't care. I like this movie so much. <laughs> uh, my favorite character is Ryback. My least favorite character is Miss July. In the trivia, it says that she originally wasn't part of the, stri- the script and that it was Seagal's idea to bring her in to make it as a little bit of comic relief. So I think I would have enjoyed it more if she was not there. It's Because he would've. just wanted She's to hang funny. up. He just want to hang out with Mr. Yeah, yeah. 89 It's not fun. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is, you guys know my love for the Yaks wig, so I'm going to go with Gary Busey's wig. <laughs> nice. Mm. My favorite scene is the kitchen fight between when they kill the private and try to get Ryback because this is where we first see him do something badass. Yeah. Um, my favorite line is from when Casey finds out that the men in the forecastle are about to drown, and he says, we've Folksel. got to save it's them. It's Folksel. Folksel. <laughs> 
<laughs> War castle. So Ryback says, we've got to save them. And Granger says, you know they're going to have a, tra- a trap for us. And then Ryback says, yeah, but they're expecting me, not all of us. And then this is my favorite line. Tackman says, all of what? I do laundry. I was ironing during the Gulf War. I didn't cut out for this hero bullshit. And then Ryback goes, you're in the Navy, remember? It's not a job. It's an adventure. Yes, and Tackman was in uh, Street Fighter. He, oh. He was Ken. Wow. Tackman, that line cracked me up. Because he ironed his way through the Gulf War. Um, I'm going to yay. This is a good, great movie. Um, <laughs> it's very enjoyable, and I think it still holds up. And um, there's only okay, one. Okay, you've been drinking. There's only one line in this that was really like, <gasps> and that's after um, after after he spits in the oh, bouillabaisse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and says, then, "You hit like a word I will not yeah, say." Yeah, that was. Um, it's terrible. If, if you were a British person, it's what you refer to your cigarettes as. Anyways, <laughs> it's terrible, and it shouldn't have been in there. But that's really the only thing that doesn't hold up. The rest of it is gold, and everybody should watch it again. Now I know why you're a cook. Um, and uh, that is uh, that's it. Under Siege. Everybody go watch it. It's great. Carly? All right. Please find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast, on Twitter at El Movie Podcast, on Instagram at El Movie Podcast Dogs, uh, email El Movie Podcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, subscribe, uh, you know, tell your friends. Let us know what you pick for John's movie. Yeah. And maybe, you know, if you, if you give a suggestion. Got to keep just, talking. I got to get through the ads. Just, okay, thanks. <laughs> just like Ben, I'll, you know, if I'm like, hey, I like that, sure, I'll do it. And just everybody else, I'm sure it's the same way. Like Carly's been known to pick movies she's never seen because someone yeah. told her to do it. Yep. So don't be afraid to shoot us a couple <laughs> suggestions. And we'll throw you down a couple blessings like they do on Rocky. And that's, uh, that's about it. So, um, ooh, I love this song. Now, I have a fun fact about this song. I got the power by Snap. At the same time this song came out, there was another song that came out with the, with the exact same bass line mm-hmm. called I Got the Power. Wasn't this popular. Interesting. And also, I'm the lyrical Jesse James. Awesome. Well, there were two songs of note in this movie. I Got the Power by Snap and then um, the Jimi Hendrix song, which I did not pick because I don't like Jimi Hendrix. I think this. I think this song is also on Hudson Hawk. I think so too. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back. Yeah. When we do Hudson Hawk, yes. please, please don't do Hudson Hawk. Yes. Not ever. Not ever. Nice. All right. So next week on the podcast is John's pick, and it's my regular old pick. It's a regular old pick, and I've picked 1994's The Shadow. Mm. He also has the power. He got the cloud oh, no. men's minds. Mm-hmm. He knows the evil that works, works in the hearts of men. Yes, indeed. Oh. <laughs>